Open Patience with Amelia Rope, a podcast about business, well-being and chocolate. A huge hello to my lovely listeners. I hope that you're all rocking along as we move out of lockdown. Well, hopefully most of us are moving out of lockdown. The current COVID-19 climate is a big time of uncertainty. And I think most of us have been reflecting on what we're doing and perhaps what we're going to do in the future. And some of you might be considering a change of direction through redundancy or just through this reflection time. So our guest this week is an example of a person who has created or is creating a living with a portfolio of businesses rather than just doing one thing. He was working in the media. He used to work for CNBC, but now his life is as a black cab driver. He is a director and shareholder of a football coaching business, Football Magic Coaching. He's also a property investor alongside being a volunteer for the Dulwich Village Football Club, where he won London FA Volunteer of the Year in 2015. So huge hello to the fantastic Daniel Maskell. Hi, Amelia. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing really well. Thank you for stopping your cab and coming on the podcast. So, Daniel, what I would love to ask you is what was the catalyst for moving from being in the media world into being a cabbie and starting your portfolio? Um, Well, like I said, I I really loved being involved in media. I I mean, I love my time at Discovery Channel, then on to CNBC. Uh, But I always had this nagging feeling in the back of my head that I wanted to, I really wanted to get involved in my passion, which is football. I'm I'm a fouled footballer, if if you say. I I, I had a decent career playing with my my friends at uh, multiple levels. And unfortunately, I got quite a bad, injury and I decided to take my coaching badges and I just really loved it. I loved being involved, helping the children. It was the only thing that stopped me wanting to play football. Um, I, I spent so much money on knee supports that you you could buy a house with what I spent on on knee supports. Um, and then what I did, I had a discussion with my, my family and I said, I'm, I'm going to study the knowledge of London. And the reason I studied the knowledge of London is because you'd mentioned fast forward and thinking forward. I, I did think about it. How would I feel as a 50-year-old man standing in the field trying to coach children football at I mean, one, it'd probably be too cold for me. So I wanted to ha- have a bit of a um, security blanket of a, a career that I could take past my 50s, but still keep involved in my passion and and maybe work from the, the sidelines in football. And that's really what got me thinking about it. it. And that's what really happened for me. The property investment side that you do with your brothers, I think, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, me and my yeah. two brothers. Your two brothers, where did that fit into your sort of portfolio of, of these three elements of freelancing? Well, that that came about, that was, my, my father was a massive influence on on that. I mean, my my dad was a very young father with, with me. Um, and then my brothers are, uh, you know, 15 and 16 years younger than me. I'm, I'm the oldest son. But my dad has always drummed into me about um, securing the future, looking after the family, working together. And he recommended that we get involved in some property for our future. And as I had a, started a young family myself, he just said to me, uh, would you look into it? And it's really freeing. I'm, I'm very lucky for what I've chose because I've just got freedom to to be like working for myself um, in, in all aspects of my life now, which is a risk, as, as you know. I know you've attempted that, but it's 
it, if you do it well, it, it is, it's very freeing. Daniel, how old are you? I'll be 40 on the 1st of August. So still a spring chicken? <laughs> um, but yeah, my... Uh, the the brain is my legs aren't. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, you're lucky when you hit about fifty, which I'm about to do. Your brain goes spongy, and it's not a healthy state of affairs. So back um back on to you. So you've got the property under the belt, the football magic coaching under the belt, and the black cabbie. How long does it take? I mean, this is a question that I hope the listeners will be interested in the answer because it's something that I've always wondered. If I go belly up with no cash, whether I'd be a taxi driver or potentially a delivery driver, because I, I like moving and I like a bit of moving around, exercise, lifting boxes and stuff. But how long did it take you to learn the knowledge and how easy is it? Okay, it took me four and a half years to um, pass the knowledge from start to finish. And there was obviously lots of life scenarios that came up on the way. Um, I had I got married, I had a son, I lost loved ones along the way. So it really just fits along your life. I mean, I had to do it where I was working. I possibly could have done it full-time. And what I mean by full-time is just totally focused on the, on the knowledge. But I, again, wanted to be comfortable for my family. And I, I decided to work full-time and then study the knowledge on the top of that. When I say it, it, the knowledge, one thing is it's, it's not easy, but it's you don't fail the knowledge. You, you either continue it or you quit. And the reason I say that is because it's a real mental battle. So when you go up for your uh, what they call appearances is when you go in front of an examiner who's a qualified taxi driver and and, and then obviously then given the qualifications to teach students or test students, should I say, uh, you are asked four destinations and start points and you have to get this examiner there the most direct route as quick as possible without hesitating. Or, or saying a wrong word or, you know, like not calling it road instead of street or stuff like that. Um, I, when I say it's hard, I found it hard just more for the mental challenge. The mental challenge for me is when you've studied so hard for, say, a month or, or two months, then you then you don't get the desired result that you want and you have to go home and tell your family, unfortunately, not this month. And it, it, it can get quite painful. I mean, I've never experienced anything like the anxiety I had before an exam. I've um, spoken to other drivers. They had a similar experience. It was enjoyable, although can be painful at moments. So just to um, put our international listeners in the picture, the knowledge is what you need to um, have to qualify to be a black cab driver over in London. Um, and it, it is, as um, Daniel was saying, very challenging. So, Daniel, with your various portfolios that you've got on the go, would you define yourself as a natural multitasker? Uh, yeah, I'm very comfortable being busy. I probably find it more challenging when I've not got much on. Probably my family sometimes says that. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm quite an impulsive person. I like to just get things done. It sort of helps having people around me that are sort of opposite to me because if I was acting on my own will, I would be very fast-paced and... That's, that's good in some scenarios, but you do need some people to say, well, hold on, slow down here because, um, you know, you, you're going too fast. And, and that's okay. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good to have different people around you. But, yes, I'll, to answer your question, I am very 
comfortable being in you know, a, a multitasker, shall we say. It's that thing of running too fast. I used to do that when I was younger and I still do it now. And my penalty in life was to break bones. So breaking both my arms when I was a massage therapist. Recently, I think this year, I've broken three toes in my poor left foot. And it's that thing where you're just not paying attention. So it's good to have someone checking, you know, who you check in with. Are you happier combining these different portfolios than just having one role? Yeah, I, I asked myself that question. Obviously, with COVID coming up, that was quite um, a relevant question for me to ask myself, really. Um, and I've got to be honest, yes, I'm, I've never been happier um, in terms of, like I said, I keep using the word free because, I, I mean, I, I'm a disciplined person. So when I work for a company, I, I'm very loyal and I'm disciplined to my boss. If my boss asks me to do something, it's not it's not a question. I get I get it done. But I also then felt the negative side of that, where um, you know I've got young children, and I mean my children are very important to me. And I'm now free whenever they want me to do something. I have now a choice where I can do that for them. Where where you work for for a company, that's not always your choice. If you know, what I mean, you have to, uh, to be somewhere maybe at nine o'clock. So I feel very lucky. Feel very lucky. How just uh, just a briefly? How has COVID nineteen affected you with being a black cabbie? It's very hard out there at the moment. Again, I'm more fortunate than some black cab drivers because I have loads of other little things going on, um, and I have a family that will support me. But what I've said to myself in this scenario is that we're all in it together, not just the black cab drivers. The whole world's in it. There'd be people, like you said, listening to this that have maybe lost their job, uh, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to just get, get on with it. I do appreciate that there'd be some black cab drivers out there that are in a lot of um, trouble at the moment, and I just wish that they um, just stick with it or some return, and um, we're, we're in it together. Do you know what I mean? It's an obvious question, but I'm still going to throw it at you. Um, Uber. The dear Uber, before COVID, you know, back in the good old days, when Uber came along, was it a massive challenge for you as a black cabbie? Well, I had to ask that question because when I qualified, Uber was a, was around in live and kicking. But I have spoke to some cab drivers and because they always, you always hear the stories of the good old days. Yes, it's made it more difficult and, you know, situation changed. And, and, but that, for me, I, I get it because I live in South London and I remember being a you know working in CNBC and trying to get a, a cab home they wouldn't come over the river and also people have to look after their families I'm a massive family person and I never discredit anyone that wants to look after their, their family and I had a choice I I could have been an Uber driver if I wanted to but I chose to do the knowledge and that was my choice so once you know when I'm in that choice I just have to make the most of it really and the, you know there's in, in normal times, there's enough work out f- for everyone. And, you know, um, I know black cab drivers will be probably not quite up, happy with me saying that, but we just we just got to get on with it. You probably, Daniel. I mean, I, I, do, I treat myself to a black cab every once in a while, but um, I always share my innermost secrets or I end up sharing it for the trip because you know that you're never going to see the taxi driver again. I mean, presumably there's quite a good book that you've got inside you from taking people from here to there. Oh, definitely that's it's one of them trades where people let themselves go and and talk and, and sometimes I do as well it's on the reversal I mean um I mean I spoke about funny enough I my experience in life is that like I said my family's very important to me but it wasn't very easy 
from from me and my wife to have children we, we went through quite a hard hardship and thankfully we have we have two children now and i find myself speaking to a lot of dads um or, or want to be dads and saying mm-hmm. that they're struggling to have, have have children and and i i always say to them be stay positive because you know i was in that position and and now i've got two lovely children who who with our door and you know I, we were told we, we wouldn't have children and um and and the, I always see the lift in their face and um oh, and, I, and I and I see a lot of people out there that just want to let go of their their stuff and and that's okay you can do that with a taxi driver because like you said it's 30 minutes probably max that you're going to be in a taxi yeah and you, you very rarely see that person again you know, it's, it's very unlikely. There's so many taxis out there. If, if you're a regular taxi driver, or if you're one off, and I think I think sometimes it's 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 needed. It's actually quite um, therapeutic to let go. It's like a hairdresser, and they're needed even more now. Yeah. I mean, I've got three or four months of pent up chat with my hairdresser <laughs> rolling around inside me. Um, I, it's a tacky question, but you know, I'm going to be tacky. Have you transported anyone? Uh, well known at all? Yeah, I've had um, John Cleese was the most famous person I feel oh, to wow. me. I, I had him in in my taxi at the time. He was very upset because he had some issues with um, with people living in the apartment, so he didn't really speak to me. But um, I was very um, happy to have him in the car. I've had Louise Redknapp. Um, Gosh, that must have been good for your football love. Well, I mean, I know she split from Jamie now, but yeah, she she had been out for the evening, and I and I was taking her to another venue, and she was with a friend. They're a really nice group, and it was um it was, it was a funny journey. I, I I tell you who I was really um blown away by because I'd just seen that she'd won um an award was Olivia Coleman. Oh um, wow! Yeah, I've I and I'm. I never ever say to him like, "Oh, you're this person." I, I just don't know why. I feel maybe a little embarrassed to say it, but I was that one. I was really blown away. I took her and her family to. I think they were going out for Sunday lunch, and I mean, I've just, I've just watched her in a series, and I was just like, <laughs> "I want to say I've just watched you and really excited fan." But I held, I, I've just been like, holding myself in. I never, I never ever say anything. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've, I've had a few others, um, but yeah, that Olivia Coleman was. When I really, really was like, oh, I can't believe she's she's in my taxi. I mean, she's real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's quite amazing. So, Daniel, what um, have you found to be the upside of running your own business, your gigs, and what are the downsides, if any? Yeah, like the upsides, like I said, they're all three quite different different areas, really. Um, I mean, the, the taxi is is my comfort zone. Because I'm on my own and I'm, I, I, I can be quite, um, like I said, impulsive, and you've got no one to ask or answer to, whether you what you do and the hours you want to do. The property side, I, I do like working with my brothers. Um, again, I'm, I'm very, very close to them. I'm very proud of them and what what they've achieved in such a young age. Well, one is a footballer, isn't he? A yeah, professional yeah, one's footballer. a professional footballer, and my other brother is uh, just finished uni with law degree. Um, so I'm, I'm very proud wow. of them. And then the the football magic, I, I do love because it's with my friends. Although I struggle because, again, my impulsiveness wants me to get in action. But it's also gra- very grounding for me to have them because they'll have their different ways of an approach of, of doing things. And I'm one of these people, I learn off people. 
So although I like to do my own, I actually really learn of other people and I'm very um, adapt, adaptable to what, what I see people do and I'd like to take the best bits out of people. I'm very, very comfortable in that scenario, especially like if, if for my coaching, for example, I'm always taking bits of other coaches because I just love what they do and I think some people have got some really great ideas. I usually remember half of it make up the other half and then it becomes my own sort of thing and, and I, so I like that in business as well I've got a very he's not my official mentor but I, I work with someone who I who I have a lot of respect for and he keeps me grounded I, I mean negatives there isn't really any negatives other than like you said it is a risk and you know like you said um a time where you're you're um a service person and there's no service to provide. Yes, you're not taking any any money in. And don't get me wrong, if COVID went on for a whole year, I probably would have a different view on it. Um, but I, I still, even though that negative is there, I, I still just uh, think I'm very lucky to, like I said, be able to look after myself from from these from these little businesses that I do do. So. And Daniel, how do you cope under pressure? In terms of laid back I don't let things bother me too much um I'm what I would like to say is that I'm more positive than negative so if something goes wrong I tend to try and look at my part in it I don't like to have the poor me's if, if, if you know what I mean as a saying mm-hmm. I use poor me's I don't like to have the poor me's because it's not it, it's not going to change anything so I like to just be right okay what can we learn from this what can we how can we move on and what did I do wrong and if I could do it again what would I would I do the same things and and usually that helps me to deal with pressure quite a lot and isn't it I mean also I think being under pressure and that nervousness and and everything else it sort of drives one to improve but also the satisfaction and the growth as a result of it can really sort of bolster one's confidence don't you think 100% and I think I think like I said COVID, especially with my 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 coaching company, we have thought yes. of so many great ideas during COVID that we 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 came out with. I, I didn't expect us to have any turnover, but the four of us, five of us, that there's a, you know, a couple of people that are involved as well help. We just we we fried. We 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 were getting out to our customers. We were a presence, and now that we're sort of coming out of it, we, we're reaping the benefits of it really. And the coaching, um, Daniel, because we haven't focused much on that, and, and I'm not sure how much time we're going to have to. But but that's for boys and girls in South London, is that right? Yep, it's for boys and girls. I mean, even adults to a certain extent. We don't, we don't discriminate. Yeah, if um, but mainly, yeah, you're correct. Focusing on boys and girls of any ability, and that's our that's my our key motto. We're here to help everyone. If you want to play football, come and see us. You know because sport in general or anything is such a it's so rewarding to do and I think you need to if if you're interested in it take up any sport because it gives you so many life skills that you don't realize um and that's I mean that's how I coach is I I actually the footballs they teach themselves in my eyes I'm here to just give them some guidance on that but what I will teach them is about being disciplined about presentation about uh acting within a group you know or acting on your own sometimes dealing with pressure and that's that's where I, I take my coaching, um, but yeah, we're we're really open to all. We're not we're not elitist. Although we have some very talented players that have um, progressed onto the professional game, we're also here for the person that you know hasn't never kicked a football before and 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 doesn't kick it very well. We want to we want to improve wherever we can. And what's the goal with the um, with magic coaching, Daniel? 
for, for me, I want to keep providing the service that we do, maybe maybe grow a little bit more. Uh, in the long term, if you ask me what my maybe five, 10-year plan is, I would be interested in, in, in selling the business. Um, that's just me. I'm not sure what my partners will feel like. Um, so that could be your retirement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the whole you, thing with these portfolios, isn't it, of having things that come ripe at different times, I would imagine. Totally, totally. Um, like I said, I've... I've, I do everything I want to do. I do everything because I want to. I want to be comfortable in in certain things, and you know, I want to be. If I want to provide my children with this or my 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 brothers with something, I want to be able to do that. You know, it, it's not always been the case in my my scenario. I, I grew up in South London. It wasn't always a case where, you know, we were you know always well off. I've I've never wanted for nothing, but I've not been able to get everything I wanted. And sometimes it's nice to have that choice, but also be balanced with it you know not be um greedy or that's one thing i don't like to be i don't want to be um you know unappreciative of stuff it, it, i i like to have to work for stuff because it makes me appreciate it i think if you yeah, get anything too easy it's yeah. not always it's not so rewarding if you work hard for something it it feels a lot better tastes a lot better that's right it does okay so quick far round where it's just a simple um answer before we head into our chocolate break optimist or pessimist optimist perfectionist or non-perfectionist oh perfectionist <laughs> introvert extrovert or ambivert extrovert morning or afternoon person morning okay there you go okay so now we have got the chocolate break now this when i asked daniel his the um, choice of chocolate bar I had, if I'm really honest, hoped it was not ever going to be what he said. And ultimately, his chocolate bar of choice is Fry's Turkish Delight. I absolutely, I mean, I have avoided this bar throughout my life. I did do my rose chocolate bar, which got me into it, but it's the thought of this jelly texture. Anyway, I am joining Daniel in going to, I'm just <laughs> unwrapping nervously now. Um, to tuck in. A bit about Fry's Turkish Delight is that it was launched back in 1914 and apparently it's so popular in Australia that they have Easter eggs, ice cream and family-sized blocks. And in Ireland, they even have their own dairy milk version. And in 1950, for the for the younger listeners, you probably don't remember this, but it used to be full of Eastern promise. They used to have this girl, didn't they, Daniel? With a, she had a sort of veil on her face. I feel, and it was anyway. That was a slogan that has moved from 1950s to pretty much the current day. So I'm just going to shut up and eat this. But you're enjoying <laughs> it, are you, Daniel? Oh yeah, sorry, I've I've already started mine, honey. <laughs> yes, yeah, lovely. Actually, it's not bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. How interesting! It's really weird, isn't it? When you have that thing where you just think, "No, no, I know I'm going to, I know I'm not going to like it, and I'm never going to touch it, and never going to eat it." But the show is about being open-minded, and actually, this is really not so bad. Okay, so moving on, Daniel, you carry on tucking into yours. What do you think of the words success and failure? What do they mean to you? Yeah, if you want to ask me, but I, I think it's what you what you see about yourself i mean no one can tell you if you're successful you it's what you feel i think i think it's a feeling more than what you want because i can have moments when i feel really successful i'm when i grew up i grew up in a flat you know and to, when i bought my first house i remember thinking wow 
this is amazing. I, I, I live in a house, you know, and and that that could feel really emotive to me. Do you know what I mean? And um, I mean, I have a massive garden now. I mean, I didn't always have a, a big garden, and it. So you do feel successful in yourself. That might not be successful to someone that already started off in that in that thing. They might think, well, mm-hmm. I need a, I need a, I need a, um, you know, a country estate now. Do you know? But so yeah, success is what yuck. you feel. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and, that, and that's fine. That's that's okay. I mean, failure. The one thing I've, I feel about it is that within life in general, you can always start again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, I'm I'm coming up to forty this year. I, I, you've mentioned uh, milestone birthday as well. And um, what yep. I've always understood, or or what what sorry, not always, but what I found out as I started to to get older is that I can start again. So failure isn't always the doom and gloom that that you you associate with that word. And then, and that's what I've always tried to do. If if I failed, someone said to me, "If you can fail, fail quickly, and then move on." Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I think that's really refreshing what you've just said, Daniel, about, you know, any age you can start again. And certainly with my life, you know, as I have uh, have said, you know, I'm about to hit 50 and I'm starting up a podcast gig. And, you know, it's that whole thing where I just think, crikey, Moses, I'm heading towards 70. But it doesn't really matter. I think any age, it's, you know, a lot of the younger people are starting up really young and they're very lucky. But for for our generation, well, I'm 10 years older than you, obviously, we didn't have, it wasn't a really start, it wasn't a startup nation then. But it yeah. is that refreshing thing where you just think, you know what, I'm going to evolve and do something else. And there is, I think it's 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 really liberating. Right, moving swiftly on into the well-being side of Daniel Maskell, how and where does stress affect you? Um, yeah, stress. I mean, I suffer quite badly with headaches, and I, um, so it, it's a physical thing. Stress for me, it physically drains me. Um, but I try not to. Um, again, it's that it's that letting go of it. It's, it's accept it's acceptance around it. I just let it in, know it's going to pass and then move on. So, Daniel, how important is well-being for you? And do you manage to make time to incorporate it in your life on a sort of regular basis? I mean, you must be driving a lot of, well, maybe not less so COVID-19, but there must be days where you're sort of driving for hours and hours. How do you keep fit? Yeah, so, I mean, it's again, it's about having discipline in your and structure in your in your life. And that's where my my you know, but I use other people, my family help with that. So my wife, for example, I mean, she's quite right. There were periods where sometimes I get really uh, blinkered and keep going forward. And then she'll tell me, well, what about, what about children? What about this? And then, so I now, I, I'm very disciplined. I put in structured times now. So I will, I have, joined the gym um I joined the gym last year and I really love it so I have a routine I take my son to school I spend the morning in the gym um if if I'm going out in a taxi after I will go in a taxi after if not I may do some of me me admin work now because it's got a lovely little cafeteria uh around healthy food um and I, and I really I really enjoy that and then I pick, pick my son up or or, if I'll, or go to work whatever I, I need to do um but it's I need to sort of have a, a a diary if I don't have a diary and I live on self-will I can be a little bit dangerous to myself so you wouldn't I, be you wouldn't be yeah. in the gym <laughs> no so I need to um to keep a little I have to have a bit of structure 
and I, I do follow my diary quite quite strict. So I yeah, my my diary on my phone is uh, key to me to to keeping that well well being. And how do you switch off at night? Do you switch off your phone and and cut off, or do you find that you're you continue to be plugged into the digital world and sleep less well? Yeah, I'm. I, I switch. I do switch off from work. So when I'm at home, I I, I don't take calls. Uh, but what I need to probably do a little bit better is I will still answer messages and, and do my emails. Um, so I'm I'm trying to find a balance there. I'm not I'm not happy with where I am with that at the moment. I, it's still something I would like to improve on. I do sleep. I do sleep well because I have to get sleep because my, my children wake up at six o'clock regardless of, of anything. So I, mm-hmm. I try and get myself in bed at a reasonable time. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to improve on that switching off, turning the phone off. I think, I I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be open and honest. I, I sleep with the radio on. Um, wow. It's just, it's just a what, chat I, or music. No, it's usually um, a talking station, and I. Oh my god, that yeah, would drive me nuts. Well, I have the headphones <laughs> on because my wife hates it. Um, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I've never been a great sleeper, uh, um, and it's the only way that has helped me be a great sleeper. It, it helps me sleep. I just, I think I have so many things and ideas going around in my head at night, and that's where. It, it comes it doesn't switch off so amazing so i need something to drown it out and then that's (laughs) your brain isn't gonna switch off with a whole load of chat the only thing is that your brain absorbs it so you might be you should probably be on mastermind or something (laughs) (laughs) it depends what stuff you're listening to do you have any time for hobbies at all football's my hobby (laughs) football's my hobby that i'm into but yeah not not really i've just started getting into gardening so from from covid i've um like I said, I never had a garden before, and I, when we bought this house, I loved it because of the covers of the garden, and um, I've now got into it. So I, I tend to do that every Saturday. That's my Saturday routine. I take my dog out there. My my dog's Marby. I like to walk in. We go to the fields, and he runs about. Although he keeps getting himself hurt at the moment, but yeah. So not major hobbies. My my hobbies around what I do, if you know what I mean. Um, I love going and watch my brother play football. Um, so I, I tend to do that. So. It, Although it, I class it as a hobby, I suppose it's part and part of my industry. That I mean, F- football is something I, I really love and, and do. But yeah. And do you um, have a book or a song that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, the book I, I like. I, I like Matthew Syed's book, A Bounce. I really, I really like that. I think it. I get it. I really. I. It makes sense to me. Um, music. I've. I used to really be into my music. I mean, I'm a bit of a, I like, I like R&B. I like anything sort of romantic, I suppose, or anything. I mean, on the, this morning, I was listening to, um, maybe to my old arm, but some Sam, some Sam Cooke, um, you know, and I like all that old stuff. stuff. I like the, the, the sound. nostalgia. Yeah. I'd, so I'm not really into, you know, I did like the music in the early, you know, late, 1990s but now if I'm honest I never thought I would be like this but I, I would rather just listen to something old now I suppose that's what happens to all of us doesn't it really but it's not one song it's more of a genre I like I like a bit of um soul yeah I'm, I'm revisiting the 80s and 90s at the moment um so finally what because the the podcast is hope and patience uh where have you had to have the most hope so far in your life and also um 
patients too. Yeah, I suppose the patient side of it, and and, and this is um, and hope. I suppose they link together on this. So with my my current team that I coach for Duddy's Village, I mean, I've we we just won the London Cup at under fourteens. Well um, done. And so we're we're classes the best team in London at the moment. That's brilliant. Um, and I've had them since they were eight years old. And when I took them took them over at eight, they were in like a what was a very low league. But I just knew that with a bit of guidance and hope and and a bit of patience around it, we could become the best team in London. And it took us to under fourteen to get there, but we finally got there. And like I said, we're the current holders of the London Cup under fourteens. Um, brilliant. So I suppose that's my being patient with something and I'd, I hope the players would believe in me that they they could achieve that because it's sometimes it's about belief you know I'm not saying we've got the, the best players but we've got the best team because we've 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 come together as a collective well clearly it's pretty potent um yeah. collective yeah. where can the listeners find out a bit more about the um footballing I think is is the main thing isn't it to share with them what's the website for that yep so it's footballmagiccoaching.co.uk you can obviously find us on social media as well uh we're, we're pretty much everywhere but if you go onto the website then you, you'll see all the products we we are or you can contact us through our info line and someone c- can um, come forward and, and and help you with your thing great and and we'll put that in the show notes so thank you daniel so much it has been the most fantastic episode i and i hope the listeners have learned so much about the black cab world and also having a portfolio of businesses too so thank you very very much Thank you for asking. Thank you. It's been brilliant. So the recommendation for this episode is not a book. It is actually a Pilates online course that I have been um, doing during lockdown. And I think it is absolutely amazing. It's uh, totally affordable um, and you can do it as and when you want. And it's Chloe's online Pilates and it's Chloe's Pilates at home.vhs. X.tv, but again, that will be in the show notes. The quote is by um, the artist Salvador Dali, and it's, have no fear of perfection, you'll never reach it. So a huge thank you to my lovely listeners for finding the show. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episode. And if you're enjoying the show, it would be truly fab if you would rate and review it. Any recommendations, quotes, songs can be found in the show notes and on the website too. Until the next time, however tough the times get, keep that inner sparkle you all have. Hope and Patience with Amelia Rope. Join the conversation at hopeandpatience.co.uk. Find Amelia on Facebook and Instagram at Hope and Patience or on Twitter at Amelia Rope. <laughs>